Hello everyone, good day and welcome again to my podcast, Journey of a Boarding Data Scientist with Joshua Matthew. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be looking a bit more into the statistical path and ensure that everyone gets some level of understanding of the role statistics has to play on this career path of becoming a data scientist. So we'll be looking into probability in a way, probability distribution. Uh, we're going to talk about estimate, estimate and estimation, sorry about that. Um, we're going to dabble into inferential statistics a little and you know, uh, inferential statistics has to do a lot with predictions, hypothesis testing and the like. So I'm not going to take too much time on this episode. I'm just going to breeze through so we can get where we're going very fast. So hang in there and all of this will soon be over. We'll get to the exciting part of data science pretty soon where we'll talk about visualization, machine learning. Uh, before we even get there, I think we should look into regression and correlation. That should be the last part of the statistics um, we are looking into considering data science career path. All right, so just hang in there and enjoy the ride. Okay, so probability, of course, is more about the likelihood of something coming to um, fruition, the tendency of something happening, right? So when you say the probability that it will rain, you're probably looking at how you even use the word probably which is a part of probability you're looking at the tendency for the weather condition to warrant for a rainfall so it's usually the mundane probability that comes to mind when you hear probability and that's the number of possible outcome all over the number of total outcome so if you have 10 balls in total say a tennis ball um, you have 10 tennis balls in a basket and five are blue and five others are red the probability that you're going to pick a red ball is the number of possible occurrence of picking a red ball out of number of total occurrence of picking any ball at all so it's going to be number of possible times you can pick a red ball is five and the number of times you can pick any ball at all is 10 so you're going to have something like 5 over 10 and when you reduce the um, device or you reduce that fraction you have 1 over 2 so for every time you are picking two balls there is every chance that one of those times would be a red ball so it's just simple probability right then here we're looking at probability distribution for probability distribution you're considering the probability of a variable over a period, either period of time, period of month. Uh, you're looking at it being spread across, spread out over a period. So that's what probability distribution is all about. So the equation that describes that distribution is called a probability density function because the equation tries to tell you whether the distribution is spread out or condensed so we call it probability density function just i just want you to get familiar with the terminology so that when we get into the business 
in its core it's kind of easy for us to just go over right so central limit theorem which states that the sample distribution of the mean of any independent random variable will be normal or nearly normal if the sample size is large enough the mean of each sample distribution would coincide with the population mean all these long stories is just telling you that if you have you remember i talked about sample and population these are terminologies that you cannot do away with um, right because sample means a part population means the whole so if you are considering africa say the number of people in africa is 2 billion or 1 billion i don't know how many we are in africa right if you're considering 2 billion or 1 billion say you're considering 1 billion um, people in Africa and you want to run an analysis around that then you pick a thousand as a random sample to represent that 1 billion people the margin is too much so there's every tendency that the mean you would arrive at that's the sample mean would have so much um discrepancy from the actual mean which is the population mean so this central limit theorem is trying to tell you about the sample distribution can coincide the mean of that sample distribution if the sample is not too far-fetched from the actual population size can coincide with the actual population size and i think that makes sense because if you have 100 people in uh, in a in a community and you want to know the mortality rate you can't sample five people and expect that whatever result you have can speak for the whole set which is the population of 100 you, but if you take 20 or 50 for instance there is every likelihood that whatever mean whatever average or mean of the distribution of that sample data set you get is going to be very close if not the same with the actual population size so it is very important when picking your sample from the actual population you consider a lot of variabilities because if you have a hundred people and their age bracket is between 15 and 40 but then you are picking only five. In those five, uh, in that five sample data set you picked, maybe you have people ranging between uh, 20 and 24, and those were the five people you picked. Now you are you are kind of excluding a huge aspect of your population size because those that are above 25 or above the 24 are not represented those below 20 are not represented so whatever approximations or estimations you make at the end of the day is going to be grossly um, wrong right so that is what the central limit theorem is trying to talk about and it's in it's with regards to probability distribution so talking about types of probability now we're going to consider marginal, joint, and conditional. These are the major three types of probability, right? For the marginal probability, it's kind of like the normal probability that we all know about. That's the probability of the occurrence of a single event 
is it going to rain is sun going to shine is that person going to fall while trying to jump over that whatever so it's a single event that is put in perspective right so here you have to if you now if you now have recurrence of that particular event you'd want to take the summation of that probability for each time the event occurs so it still boils down to it being a singular event occurring so for joint probability you're looking at two events happening at the same time two events that are happening at the same time the probability that I will come to your wedding and be on a tuxedo or be in a tuxedo <laughs> rather right so two different events but happening concurrently because they are in one way or the other related the probability that he will eat the food you gave to him and drink the water you brought to him so joint probability they are related closely knitted but they are two separate events happening at the same time right so marginal singular event joint two events happening at the same time and lastly conditional probability this is the probability of an event or outcome based on the occurrence of previous events or outcome so the probability of one event happening because one other event had happened so it is conditional the probability of your cassava or your maize to grow dependent on the probability of rain to fall when it is needed on your farm so it's like because we all know that every crop you plant requires some level of rainfall at least water to help it grow so the probability of your plant growing healthily uh, given that there is enough rainfall or adequate rainfall the probability of a child growing properly given that he is not malnourished so these are conditional right um, it's unlike joints that you're going to say the probability of this happening and this happening no you're going to be like the probability of a happening given that b has happened is what you're looking for so it's quite simple marginal singular occurrence joint um, two occurrence multiple occurrence right and then you have the conditional the probability of one event occurring because one other event has happened the way it is represented is uh, i don't know how to explain formulas on a podcast but i'm going to try my best because here you have to deal a little bit with formulas but i'll I would really encourage that after the podcast you just take your time to go read up on these things and get some visuals get some actual texts to back up all that you've learned so it sticks and it helps you get everything in perspective so here you have something like p probability is usually represented as p right so you have p bracket b with a bar in between a so you have P bracket B and A but there's a bar separating them so that bar means given that or given that's the meaning of that bar so you see P open bracket B given an A so that's saying 
the probability of B occurring given A has happened or has occurred. Right, so that's just the way it is. But that is determined by the probability of B and A occurring divided by the probability of A occurring. So you are looking for the probability that B is going to occur given A has occurred. Now, how to get that is getting the probability of B and A occurring, right? Divided by the probability of A, which is like the prior occurrence. So you are looking for the probability of B and A occurring. We usually use an intersect for that divided by the probability of A already occurring. Because if A has not occurred, then B cannot really occur because B is depending on A. So if A has not occurred, the dependence cannot really occur. It's just like if rain does not fall, your crops just may not grow except you perform irrigation. But putting irrigation aside, if the growth of your crop is totally dependent on rainfall, then you need to find the probability of growth of your crop and rainfall divided by the probability of rain falling. So I'm just going to run it one more time. The probability of your crop growing given that adequate rain has fallen is equals to the probability of your crop growing and adequate rain falling divided by the probability of adequate rain falling. So that's the simple way of explaining it. But when you read it up, you're going to understand it even better. And remember, A and B are independent. Rain falling is independent of growth. Both of them are not kind of um, happening simultaneously or totally tied together. Because I mentioned something, if irrigation is in the cycle, if irrigation is in the picture, you don't really need rain to fall before your crops will grow. So they are kind of distinct event but one can be affected by the occurrence of the other so we say given probability of your crops growing given that there's adequate rainfall so that brings us to basis theorem uh, a theorem that revolves around conditional probability it's not marginal it's not joint it revolves around conditional probability but what it does is showing the relationship that between one conditional probability and its inverse. So the relationship between, let me use the same example, the probability of your crop growing, given that rain falls, and its inverse, which is the probability of rain falling, given that your crop grows. You understand? So you are looking at the relationship between conditional probability and its inverse, the reverse of that conditional probability. So you have the probability of A given B is equal to the probability of B given A multiplied by the probability of A divided by the probability of B. Remember in um, conditional probability, it is all about probability of A given B is equal to the probability of A and B divided by the probability of B because B is like the prior um, probability that should have occurred. So the probability of um, A given B is kind of like the posterior, we refer to that as posterior. Then the probability of B given A, which is like the inverse, is referred to the likelihood. So it measures the probability um, occur of occurrence of B given A. So it's like 
the inverse you're just trying to find the likelihood but there are given terminologies um, so while the probability of a is prior it represents the actual probability distribution of a so thank you very much guys for listening to today's um, episode of the journey of a boarding data scientist so thank you very much guys for listening to today's um, episode of the journey of a boarding data scientist <laughs>